Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Out of Character with yours truly. I'm back. Happy Sunday. Good morning. Good afternoon. Wherever you are, um, I have a little bit of I have a little bit of a PSA and a mission now, and I've had a change of heart. I think I'm gonna be a nice. I'm gonna think I'm gonna be kinder from now on, because many of you have heard of the golden rule: treat others like you want to be treated. And I think people are really mean to me because I am really mean. Now, <laughs> this might sound like a third grader learning about uh, how to deal with people, but this is where I'm at right now. Um, some of you are really mean to me, man. And I, f- I do feel like I'm confronting a bully a little bit and I'm fighting a faceless monster. You ever heard that line? My name's Blurry Face and I care what you think. Hey, maybe those emo freaks were onto something. There's like six of you with Haley Sharp profile pictures who have post notifications on everything I do. And every single post, every tweet, everything I put out with my heart a piece of me that I break off for you to indulge in you have post notifications to say what to say shut up under everything dude and it is I don't know why it shouldn't be it shouldn't be this draining but it is man so um as a wise woman once said don't be afraid to hit that block button So I, you know, some of you I recognize, some of you are my family, but family's got to be there for each other. You know, it's all jokes, the irony, the layers of irony, but I think there comes a point in everyone's life where you realize you got to grab a hold of stuff before you get lost in the sauce. For me, I say, I talk about this a lot. I had an epiphany and when I was about 15 years old and I was really in, not really into, but I just like was really into super ironic, super dank memes. I was only laughing at gore, people getting hit by cars. And I wasn't even laughing. I was just doing a little (laughs) emotionless exhale. And that's all I could muster up. And then one day I saw my mom laughing at a Facebook meme. And she showed it to me. And instead of cringing as uh, the egotistical edgelord I was should have that moment I felt a sense of jealousy to my mother how can you laugh at something like this because I want to laugh at I want to laugh at that because if I could laugh at that I could laugh at anything and I'd be laughing more why would you not want to be smiling more in the day you know and I see some people need that epiphany because you just keep saying shut up to me Oh my God. You just keep saying shut up to me. I tried to give you guys a little bit of scenery, you know, give you guys a look into the view, but um, the uh, the lighting keeps auto-correcting, so we'll just make do. But um, yeah, I deleted my Twitter. That was one of the reasons because every single, almost 90% of all replies to all my tweets, 
are just negative. Whether you're a fan or not, it doesn't matter. Like, it's not positive. It is it is negative. Why would I want that, you know? And I don't really read replies ever. I just tweet and shoot and go. But just knowing that if I open the replies, it's just, no, shut up, Hamza, shut up, shut up. And it's all fans. Like, I get it. You guys are being silly. I think. But it's like, I get it's a joke. But where's the joke now, you know? I screenshot an account. I looked at, like, I went to their tweets, and it's just shut up on every single tweet. And here's my forward message to you. I do not endorse this. I want to foster positivity. Yeah, right? Um, and just love. Because I am um, having kind of that epiphany again where maybe i'm too ironic maybe i'm too this zag no no that's not what i mean though that's not what i mean it's fun to be ironic it's fun to be in on the joke it's fun inside jokes but it's got to be funny at the same time you can't just be saying shut up under everything i do you know i feel like um like my mom just gave me a pep talk to confront my bullies I do miss my mom, though, on that note. I have not. I miss you, mama, if you're listening to this. Although we did just have a rift in the family. I just argued with like half my family. And um, because of that thing I posted on my Instagram story, the James Charles ass pic, um, they were all extremely disappointed in me. And um, they're probably listening to this podcast. And if you are, my message is it's really not that deep. Life is short. If you cannot laugh at James Charles, you know, sunbathing, what can we laugh at, you know? Um, should I have done that? I don't know. But for me, I have this problem with social media every, like, not every time, but a lot of the time if I'm debating, if I'm on the fence of posting something, I have this, uh, I think, stupid train of thought, which is if you resist posting this, then you actually care about social media and you've been indoctrinated. So to prove to yourself that you aren't um, invested in social media, post post this right now, you know. Is that what they call intrusive thoughts? Um, but yeah, so moving on, we're, we're going to be positive. We're going to be loving. We're going to be supporting. You know, like dream not found. What did dream tweet on women's? What did he tweet? I, women. I love women or something. So my Twitter's gone and it's gone forever. And I'm never opening it again. And it also scared me because after I deleted it, I had like a few moments where I was just automatically going to it. And I was like, whoa, Twitter fingers, you know. But um, on that note, I'd like to talk about a lot of things that I love with the community. Um, genu- um, I think so many of you are so creative and also very funny, extremely funny. Like I, a lot of people who meet me like that I meet out here and they like start uh, just looking into my stuff. 
a lot of them were like, dude, I was in your comments for so long and they're so funny on Hamza Sings usually. So you guys are hilarious and I'm so proud of that because I remember at, there was a point at Freak Show, it was like a rift right before it ended and all the fans, it was looking kind of shady and it was looking kind of Dream SMP van, MCYT, you know, Tone Indicator-esque and that was part of the uh, the disassembly. It was an element, not a primary one because uh, it was like, okay, whoa, 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 you know. And then we got slammed. We got bit by our own thing. So I am happy about that. You guys are so creative as well with the jokes. You're creative with the edits. Hmm? I used to f get freaked out when people made edits of me because and when I didn't really understand it, like what what's going on? What are you doing? Why are we doing this? You just found my best photos and like made a slideshow. And I also uh, was paranoid of it making me like narcissistic or or I always found people who indulged in them very narcissistic. So but now I just appreciate I just see it as someone just showing off something that they love in a creative way. So thank you guys for that. I thank you guys for uh, checking out new stuff that I do and sticking with me through the thick and the thin. I'm thankful for you guys. Whenever you um, are supportive, when I try something new, thankful when you support and you cop the merch, which there's a limited time bundle, um, which is going to disappear soon. So you better scoop it 20% off uh, out of character store. I'm actually wearing the shirt right now underneath. Um, I actually met one of you guys. That's a kind of a weird story. But if you guys were keeping track of me, I was wearing this silly camo outfit around the city and that was because this, there's this page uh, on tiktok and youtube that does like those what are you wearing today tell us about what you're wearing and then they go like oh yeah this is thrifted balenciaga 500 dollars," and they go down the whole outfit and some account reached out to me and said they wanted to do it they were in toronto and i was like yeah that'd be really funny if i did that so i was like yeah let's do it i go and and there's just two really cool people named alex and vince and they're doing their whole gig and the girl alex is like you know i sent you you played one of my audio messages on out of character i, I listened to the podcast i was like no way which one she was the one who sent i don't know if you guys if you guys remember on after dark there's an episode where someone sent an audio message that went like wait one second gotta check my audio sorry about that cut guys um on that note of that cut right there we now have an editor a f not full-time but an editor and some of you may know him the one and only dead fish saga so thank you so much he's gonna be running the scene helping me out a lot and i, I got him on payroll paying him healthy first time do not worry benefits and all so there you go but as i was saying alex was a listener and she had sent an audio message once and the audio message was like it was her and her friend like hysterically laughing and Billie Eilish playing in the background. And me and Aaron got like seven, eight seconds into it. And we were like, okay, this is not how you're... Um, I think I'm imitating Aaron. Okay, this is not how you do an audio message, okay? This is just disrespectful. Turn off the music. And then we didn't even play the rest of it. Turns out if we did play the rest of it, it was just... Um, they were like, hey, Hamza, I heard you were in Toronto. Let's hang out. 
And I shut her down before she could get to that point. And and then I met her in real life and we fought physically and I knocked her out. So big shout out to you, Alex and Vince, for having us. It was really funny and fun and a good time all around. And that was also really cool meeting one of you guys. So, yeah. I mean, I meet a lot of you. But like an avid listener of the podcast. I think that was my first avid listener of the podcast. So that's cool. Um, so I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for you guys. And I do think that it is somewhat my fault for conjuring such a malicious and post-ironic just death hole or uh, a playground that accepts that, I think. Or just not being vulnerable enough. And vulnerability is strength. So, yeah. That was my little, uh... (laughs) My... (laughs) My, uh, vulnerability moment. My out-of-characterness. So, don't take it for granted that's gonna happen few and far between. Now to get back to the rage. No. Um... Yesterday I went out and I did that little photo shoot, the drip check. You guys should see that pretty soon. And I am just trying really hard to enjoy my time. Um, I I learned how to grow weed in my closet, which I have not done. I'm not doing that. But um, a man on on the subway taught me very detailed instructions. And um, yeah, so that's what's going on right now. He was... 37 years old and we did a rap battle i have a video of us doing a rap battle and it was on the subway and then we did a dance battle on the subway so that's what's going on my life is basically a movie if you haven't put that together and yeah now for the future i have people coming into this room very soon now you pick a request because i have everyone coming into this room like physically i want strangers what i want is i want to get you know a prostitute in here and then i can grill her about her her lifestyle dig in and we figure out what's going on we can get a, a grocery store worker we can get a an uber driver and really break down to it and humanize earth and get them out of character uh also some really funny and cool people I have uh, in the works getting um, Tim Dillon on the podcast. Yeah, big shot guy. Um, TikTokers out here. Martin, that Martin kid. Yeah, maybe that link's going to happen. Um, just things like that. And honestly, I'm I'm uh, tired of uh, talking about what's going to happen. So I'm just going to make it happen, baby. And you guys are going to have to sit and watch. In other news, um, Twitter, I 100% agree, it is out. I agree with myself. (laughs) So really, we're getting down to that topics. So, again, see that other cut? Big shout out to the editor, Deadfish Saga. It's just beautiful. We're like this. Um, but I wanted to say, I'm out of Twitter. Like I said, I was really, I don't know how I got sucked in it so fast. It's kind of addicting. It's just funny. You can get into some funny niches of Twitter and it's just a funny good time. 
and i do have a newfound respect of twitter i remember once when we were getting clouded up we had a little bit of momentum freak show had a twitter pretty solid twitter you know fan base or whatever and none of us had twitter none of us had ever used twitter none of us knew anything about twitter and then i was on a tiktok live and i was like i was ranting about how much i hated twitter and people were so violently like opposed i was just like i think it's a cesspool of negativity i think it's um and then they're like and then they shot back with negativity so we do what's up i don't think it is i think it is set up for abruptness it is set up for shock factor shock value um like impulsive thoughts nothing good none of that that i just said was good it is just uh if you're trying to make a point you can't because you've got 140 characters if you're trying to uh you know indulge in nuance get out of there if you're trying to connect it it really is not much except just a uh like a scrap like a diary with everyone else in the world and also i think um it's like that meme that they say oh yeah this is really cool how about you put this energy into a job you know what i'm saying that's like twitter is the epitome of that no one with a job is on twitter like all the energy that you put into twitter why (laughs) replying liking tweeting following invested in stuff i 100 percent there's a better place to put that energy and i'm not shaming you for using it i was just using it i liked using it for the yeah for the normal uses i'm not gonna lie <laughs> guilty sometimes i look at my feed sometimes i would look at the news sometimes i looked at porn i'm only but a man I'm just kidding. I just said that for the person who's like playing on speaker in front of their mom. Um, or their little sibling, brother or sister, who gets freaked out at the word porn. Um, I think what I've been really grasp- grappling in my mind is the concept of like, <sighs> of like, breaking uh norms in a healthy way not being construct like constricted in how you act not being an actor in society not being uh an npc not being a uh just a freaking joe there's nothing wrong with that but i think once you get into that space the biggest downfall is how much is already decided for you so um, if you do go down a very normal path of uh, I'm not going to, um, you know, dance in the subway. I'm not going to start beef with the UPS driver. I'm not going to strip at the a home sense. Then you get, it's a slippery slope to, oh, I've got a dog and a minivan and that's it. Life's over. You blink and you're in retirement and you're in a nursery nursing home if you're in a nursery then anyway my point is there's a balance of keeping that childhood naivety keeping that 
uh, openness to possibility, to opportunity, to craziness, to um, just living life and also being destructive and it becoming an escape of confronting your normal duties, your uh, things that you need to do. And not by a society's standard, but by by your own growth. So, maturity, basically. So, where to mature and where not to. And I couldn't tell you any conclusions. I'm really still looking through it. But because I got really scared of losing that childhood naivety, I'm, I kind of hold on to that dearly, like a lot. Um, I actually wrote a poem about it. Oh God, am I about to read a poem? Let me see if I can find it. No, I'm not going to read the poem. Let me just see what I wrote. Um, sorry, how do you spell naive? Oh, okay, here we go. Yikes, it actually is a poem. I'm not going to read a poem. I hear that's an ick. Is that an ick? Are poems icks? Hey, screw you and your bitch-ass icks. All of you. No, you are so... It's like it's like reversing so much progress. So much progress. We were pushing men towards not being emotionless, um, rigid, <laughs> archetypical, masculine soldiers. And now we're putting... Uh, you, you guys are putting us back into this. Oh, man can't be jumping on a trampoline. What? We just got here. I just felt comfortable on a trampoline. And you want me off? I I just started trampolining. And now you want me off. Bro. <laughs> like, what? Do you, where are we at? It's one step forward, two steps back. Hey, bars. So quit it with the ics. That's actually harmful. I'm not even kidding. Like it's genuinely harmful to the progression of social norms. There we go. Buzzwords. Like. Stop, please. I get so emotionally invested in this. You know, guys are finally comfortable trampolining. Guys are finally comfortable Showing their ass crack here and there. Guys are comfortable listening to Kiki or whatever. Kiki? Guys are finally comfortable. These things that we've been fighting for, I feel like they're being taken back. Like Roe v. Wade, but for men. And I'm going to be honest, I don't even know Roe v. Wade is at for or against. I have no clue. I have no idea. If Roe v. Wade stopped abortion or allowed it. And that is a and that's a vulnerable spot of me, I'm willing to admit. Hey Alexa, what's Roe v. Wade? According to Wikipedia, Roe v. Wade, 410 U.S. 113, was a landmark decision of the U.S. Supreme Court in which the court ruled that Supreme the Constitution court. of the United States protects a pregnant woman's yeah. liberty to choose to have an abortion. Protect. Protects. Roe v. Wade is for the girls. Okay, Siri. Hey, Siri, stop. So, yeah, Roe v. Wade is for the girls. 
Now we need a new, someone new to address the Supreme Court about these icks and stopping this nonsense because I'm feeling regression happening right now. I really like this background I got going for you video watchers. It's like nature. It's beautiful. And um, maybe when it's going to be snowing, I'll have it. And maybe if there's a just action happening, a squirrel, things like that. This is just me giving a piece of me to you. I That's all I do because I love you guys. I'm giving a piece of me to you and my most prized possessions. Like Cain and Abel sacrificing the sheep to their God. The one who gave the their worst produce was shunned. The one who gave the best sheep that they had. Something like that. It's, it's really beautiful. And I think that... Um, I also have something else I want to admit. And this is a part of me that... Some of you might think this is a red flag, sis. But... Let me let you in on a piece of my history. Um, in my youth, so maybe three years ago, there was a man that I found to be helpful and um, helped me, I think, at the time. And I say this because he provided to me <laughs> what I needed at the time. Okay, now hear me out. The name I'm about to say might take you by surprise. Some of you may know him. Some of you may not. Some of you may hate him. Many of you probably are not fond of him. This man is Donald J. Trump. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's I'm I don't I want to don't want to say the point because I know my camera's about to turn off in 20 seconds and then I gotta reach over and press it again. If anyone knows how to fix that. Because my Canon only records 30 minutes. So every single podcast ever, I hit it at 30 minutes and it records again and we stitch it together. Anyway, now now Dead Fish Saga is doing that. Oh, there we go. I lost you. And then boom, we're back. This man who provided me a what, what I felt at the time I needed was Jordan B. Peterson. I know this is okay. I'm genuinely opening up to you guys and I'm going to explain to you why and how this happened. First of all, I knew him solely and primarily because of his book. I knew I, I didn't do much about him online, at least at first. I didn't watch nothing. I didn't know who he really was. I just knew about his book and his book was called 12 Rules for Life. Now, at that time in my life, I was the most depressed I had ever ever been i was so um so hopeless so i just got deported out of i just crossed the border on my two feet to a foreign country and i was uh technically a refugee i had nothing so I'm from scratch not a single soul i could talk to nothing and at the time what i needed which i didn't know was a sense of I have some sort of control of my life. I can take a step to move forward. And I read his book. And his book was pretty good to me at the time. Now, it's not really revolutionary or anything. It's like, don't lie. Clean your bed. You guys know the memes, all right? And uh, for me, I'm not going to lie. It really helped me at the time. 
Now, I did look in more, I got pretty deep into his videos and only his. And something that really annoyed me so much was that I'd watch some of his like lectures in Toronto or whatever. And then I'd see him interview, getting interviewed by Dave Rubin or Ben Shapiro. Or, and I was like, why? Why? You were doing so good. Why are we doing this, you know? And then um, he uh, and then he got sick and disappeared for two years, almost died, whatever. And now he's back. Now, this dude who's back is not who I remember at all. Now, this is A, because he actually changed, which is the hypothesis I'm going with. Or B, I changed and my view on him changed. And now I can see more of his wrongdoings. But someone who helped me the most in seeing what was wrong about him was a psychology channel. I wish I knew her name. She's trans, if that helps you. Remember, she's pretty popular. And she did a video on him. And it was really cool to see what she was talking about. And she was talking about how it was a lot. It was really harmful hearing or about what was really harmful about him is what he omitted, what he didn't say in his uh, teachings and stuff. And I was like, oh, my God, you're right. And I'd look back and be like, OK. And I do remember reading his chapter. There was like uh, his book. There was a couple chapters like, damn, what are you talking about? There's one that he got really deep into the Bible. There's one that he... Uh, Meta like as a mythological stories. There's another one where he got into how uh, the feminine is chaos. But I'm not gonna re. Um, never mind. My point is, is that at that time he genuinely did help me, and I am thankful for that. I really am. But I it saddens me to see the person who he is today. I'm not going to say, I'm also not going to be like, he's straight up alt-right, because he's not. And I think it's embarrassing when people do that, because um, it's like minimizing nuance. It's like when people be like, you're basically a Nazi. Like, all right, chill out. Let's put levels to this stuff so we can label stuff, you know. But I do think he is now, I would say he's some sort of a gateway to just, let's say, problematic theories. And it's just so uh disappointing i think he should have just write books and i think that should be it i don't think he should be on every pr right wing daily wire interview that he could possibly be that's all and i'm not going to discredit myself for finding what i needed in what he made at the time because i realize why a lot of people do that why a lot of people shit on their older selves why are people are like Oh my God, I was so dumb and so stupid and cringy, you know? And they'd be talking about themselves like 18 months ago. Like, okay, maybe that's true. But that was you. And you have to own that. And the reason why you want to enlarge the boundaries or distance between who you are today and who you were is because you are creating artificial growth between those two versions of yourself. If you're like, that was so, I'm so f much better than that now. Like, are you? <laughs> you were capable of that at that time. So I'm not saying this so much as to when people say they've grown so much from a negative position they were in. Like if they were doing bad things. More like it's really annoying when people are like, 
that was so cringy to me. I was just so cringy. And it's like, yeah, you were 12 years old. You were 15 years old. You were 16. Of course, you were cringy. Everyone's cringy then. And I feel like cringy is not articulate. I need a better word for that. But you see my point? So stop doing that and try and catch yourself on that. Like, put into perspective, hey, I used to love PewDiePie. And I used to watch him all the time. And I was like 16. Maybe, yeah, about 16. I mean, before that as well, I'm saying the latest at 16. And I still see how I liked him and it's super sick. If you had a dream SMP phase and now you're out of that, hey, maybe that's just what you needed at that time. And God bless you for finding what you needed. Don't be shitting on yourself and betraying your old self all the time. Imagine you were talking to your 15-year-old self right there, your 12-year-old self, and how sad they would be if you were just like, you dumbass, you really like that stuff. And um, <laughs> Claire Drake just texted me, let's play Fortnite. It's 3 p.m. Um, so I also have this extreme affinity to ooh, let me rephrase that that was kind of if you know what i was gonna say it sounded a little bit perverted but i really love kids like i love kids and i think it's a sort of school of thought in human nature is that the children are the most good they are pure they are an intention and everything i'm not no that's not even what i mean i mean i love kids in every aspect ah damn it bro i gotta rephrase this stuff um, I just love it. They embody what I want more in my life. I want more. I want to be more curious. I want to be more energetic, more attentive, more innocent, more naive, more because those are the attributes I feel are slipping away as you grow up. So hold those things tight and value them because those are things that not so much get devalued, but are become unappreciated until you are much older and you know, you're all 45 years old at an office job. And then one dude starts like dancing to freaking Bob Marley. Like it's a flash mob or something. And you're like, you kind of feel this thing in your heart. That's like in your mind. You're like, oh my God, dude, that's so embarrassing. Sit down, dude. But in your heart, you wished you could do that. So plan to be that person. That's a really good point you know i'm feeling real real uh preachy today i'm sorry speaking of flash mobs on my way uh i'll tell you guys about what i did yesterday yesterday i met up with these two random people who were super nice did that drip check and they're like hey we know this freaky abandoned mall uh that's like on 50 percent clearance everything's on 50 percent clearance and it's uh it's like an hour away you guys should check it out. We we're like, hey, you want to go right now? We're like, all right. We got a bus ticket. We went an hour out. And we find, I, I'm not kidding. This is the creepiest place I'd ever been in. You go in there and there's stores, okay? It's full of stores, but there's no more than 12 uh, cars outside. No, maybe like a couple dozen actually. But the parking lot is huge. Like it's built to be a massive mall. And it is huge. If you want to see pictures of it, look up Woodbine Mall. And we go in there. 
And as soon as we walk in, you know, you ever see those uh, architecture digests or those tours of a hundred million dollar houses that are just in so poor taste? Imagine like those kind of people made a mall. You come in and there's like giant stuffed mammoths at the entrance with horrible tiles. And we walk in and there's just lady, an NPC, literal NPC. And we said, can we go and s- I don't know who said it wasn't me, but one of the people were like, can we go like jump on these like fragile giant uh, taxidermied giraffes and lions inside this like uh, like they had, the, you know, the thing where you throw the pennies in and you make a wish. It was like that. It was a real dividend in the ground. And she's like, yeah, I really do not care. And we go in there and we're just like messing, breaking everything. And she would just turn around. She did not care at all. I was, I thought I was in the Twilight Zone. And then we got out of there and we look at the stores and all the stores look like fake stores. Like the set of Stranger Things. You know, when they were in the mall and there was like everything was fake except that one Orange Julius or something. It was so crazy. The names of the shoe, the stores were like, um, Leather World, Bikini Warehouse, um, just insane Miami shoes like what is happening and you go in there and I'm making TikToks I'm fooling around I'm not kidding everyone in there was an NPC you could take the camera put it right in their face an inch from their face they wouldn't say a word I was doing this thing when I was like filming I was like hey can you film me real quick every single person I would say can you film me real quick I'd give them my phone and I would be like I'd try and say the most outrageous thing like I was like, MAGA 2024, Nancy Pelosi should have died on January 6th. And they wouldn't say nothing. And then I take the phone and I say, thank you. And they'd be like, no problem. And turn around and keep walking. They're, they weren't even real. And we keep walking in this. And now it's just me and my friend, um, Max. And we're just walking around. And the mall is closing. And no one is telling us to leave. And then we find this section of the mall, which is a huge amusement park. I know it sounds, it doesn't probably, it doesn't sound that crazy, but it is a huge amusement park. There's like a Ferris wheel in the mall, dinosaurs, slides, like a water park and everything. And we walk in, it's closed off, but we just walk in. Not a single person, not a single sound. And all you could hear was the uh, looping sounds of, like uh, the dinosaurs roaring, but it's just coming out of a speaker. And uh, the mall closes, all the lights turn off, and we're still in there. And we're just playing with everything alone, jumping on a triceratops and sliding down slides. It was so insane. Everything, you go up to anyone and they'd be so rude to you. Or like not rude, but they wouldn't be hospitable. Like, hey, do you know the which way to the bathroom? And they like, no. And out of everything, nothing was normal. All the stores are fake. But there's this one foot locker. And we go and we just start asking them. And they're like, oh, yeah, you don't want to be here. Leave. Leave, man. This is not where you want to be. I don't know. This I'm so bad at this. I didn't tell the story well. But um, usually when things are really out of body, it's hard to, uh, you know, articulate what happened. But... 
yeah, we were going to stay there all night, but then uh, we had, we were worried we'd get locked in, so we walked out. <laughs> yeah, we were walking out, and then we got caught by security guards, and it was like 10 o'clock, two hours after they closed, and they're like, yeah, you can't be here. We we're like, oh, okay. Yep, we'll just take you at the exit. They weren't even mad. So weird. But there were some pretty good deals because everything, every single store was 70% off clearance. Wow, that was a uh, a uh, sidetrack, but that's what I can do because this is my podcast and you listen while I talk. Um, I'm thinking about the editor right now, Dead Fish Saga. Thinking about you right now. This is the... Uh, no, I had an editor before this, but this uh, this is a better editor. No offense to the last editor. Um, but yeah, so that's what I'm going to try and body moving forward. Because I think I need to practice what I preach. I think I need to um, be more um, vulnerable and I need to be more of everything. But I'm also just a kid, so let me make mistakes, you know what I'm saying? I'm only 19 years old, soon to be 20. And low-key, I'm excited for that. I think 19 is really, is a pussy-ass age. Excuse me, excuse my language. Um, I don't actually speak like that. I just, that's just for shock value. I'm scared all the Mormons out of this podcast. This is an anti-Mormon podcast, by the way. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. One of my boys is Mormon. One of my best friends. And I think he listens to the podcast. So. Um, just for you, man. Holy frick. Sorry. that was just, I should have skipped that to myself. Um, but yeah. So I do feel a lot of love. And I try to really capture those moments and feel it whenever I'm feeling love in my heart. And those are the moments when I'm most fragile. If I open a TikTok and it's like some kid doing his first steps. Or some veteran or something. Or some guy getting colorblind. Fixing goggles or something. I will just cry. And now that I'm alone in this apartment. I could cry for real. And I could really let it out. So, And it could be as mundane or. um, Silly as I want. To cry about. Because I don't got to explain it to nobody. And if you want an update about. How it's going. Um living out here in terms of homesickness so far not really uh much homesickness i feel optimistic clear-headed uh excited and things like that if you really want to know if you really care about me now just to bring it around town i've got an email from our good friend if you remember this i read his email on the end of the brooklyn episode but he emailed me again and he said i can use his name but nothing else and he emailed me out of this out of the blue, and he listens to every episode. His name is Steve. He's a grown man from. Um, he's a grown man from. Oh, he said I can't use where he's from, but. He's a grown man, and he's very nice and very peculiar. He emailed me this, Hamza. I'm not sure if you want to see another email from me. However, I've never been one to buckle to others' pressure. I have to be quick. I'm overbooked again today, so I have more work than hours. I've noticed you seem a little distracted in the last video. You didn't post an After Dark video. Although I'm fully aware this is none of my business, homesickness can be a dastardly, sneaky little bitch, he says. 
You're going to go through it. It's one, it's a human condition. And it's just one of those things that we all have to suffer through. It does get better. Be patient. Thank you so much, Steve. Anyone who has moved has gone through it. And it's good to also discuss it. Well, we'll discuss it just for you, Steve. It would be a good topic for you to discuss on After Dark. Younger people need to know about it. And that it's not only okay to feel bad, lethargic, sad, angry, scared, and lonely amongst a whole heap of other emotions. It's also absolutely normal emotion. It's an absolutely normal emotion. That's true. And I really try to convey that. But thank you so much. It'll be good for you, Aaron, and your fan base to talk about it. Gotta run. P.S. If you do mention this, you have my permission to use my first name, Steve. Only. No other identifying information about me has my permission to be released. Ominous Steve coming through. Thank you so much. I feel like he's my guardian angel and he just, he knows what I, what I need. It's so weird. But Steve's right. There was no after dark. And that was a combination of exactly what Steve prescribed to me. And also just a crunch time of setting everything up and working with Deadfish Saga, our new editor. So you guys will be seeing a new After Dark this Wednesday. But really deep down, guys, I really, really want After Dark to be in person. I want that more than anything. I want Aaron to be here and for us to do the same Silly Goose things. So that when he says some dumbass stuff, I could punch him in the face and you guys can watch it. No, I'm just kidding. I think I need that. No, no. <laughs> that sounded a little more desperate than I meant it to come across as. I think you need that. I think it's what the podcast needs. Um. So guys, tell Aaron to get up, get his ass up here. I and to be fair, it is a, it is something to think about moving up from sunny LA to the barren Ontario, but. Is as Steve says. Now, as Steve says, we should talk about it. That it's okay to feel bad, lethargic, sad, angry, scared, and lonely amongst a whole heap of other emotions. That's perfectly said, Steve. And I do feel those things a lot of the times. And what helps me the most, and this is not groundbreaking, this is not uh, something I found on my own whatsoever. In fact, it's what most people realize very soon and try to live by. But really, you have to take that emotion and you got to look at it and observe it as it's passing through you. It is not taking over you like an exorcist. You have to see it, observe it, understand that it is an emotion. And it is not you. You are not angry. You have anger in you. Damn! Huh? I'm freaking Master Shifu up in this biatch. Do you see what I'm saying? And thank you, Steve, for that. Because I really haven't hit a crash. God bless. I'm going to be honest with you. And I'll be honest with you when I do hit some sort of crash out here. But really, when I, like, I feel the worst when I'm on my phone. I feel the worst when I'm on social media. I feel the worst when... um. I am comparing, I f like this is really honestly uh, what I've been seeing. So when I just turn off my phone and do what I love, it really is like, <laughs> it's kind of crazy how much uh, 
it can help. And it feels so trivial that you don't even give it a shot at first. But I've been tracking my habits for 2022, baby. And one of those habits has been using my phone for less than five hours a day. And I'm going to be honest with you, it is so embarrassing how hard that task is. It is embarrassing. It is nothing else but embarrassing. The fact that I'm like, like I have to cut myself off in the middle of stuff because it's like this past week, two out of seven days, less than uh, less than five hours a day. Granted, the others were less or not that far off, maybe six. But isn't that crazy? Like, and some of you I know are like, damn, five is light work. Like, I'm scared to even look at mine. I know that feeling, okay? I know some of you clock in nine, 10, 11. I know that. And I used to as well. Um, I'm trying to take baby steps. But isn't that insane? Think about that. Your waking hours, let's say you are getting eight hours. You've got 16 waking hours you're gonna spend at least three hours eating and other things peeing things that you can't really stop and then you spend like half of your free time staring or more is that mind-boggling how do we get here bro we should all move to make our own little um is it called a combine? Is that what it is when it's a little communist community in the nature? No, but that's actually crazy. So um, to reflect on Steve, what he says, I 100% agree. Those things are inevitable and they do just happen to you. And also something with many of my troubles that I go through uh, that helped me is realizing that Whatever that trouble is, chances are it is so extremely common for others to go through it as well. And other people are making it through. And I think confronting that element of how common your struggle is, is harder than it usually should be because you're also combating um, kind of an internalized main character syndrome, an internalized ego that it's you against the world. You are the center of the universe. And in many ways you are. All your perceptions Everything you perceive is only how you perceive it. So you are the center of the universe in terms of your own um, experience. But in in terms of, damn, I'm really thinking out of my, uh, <laughs> I'm really pushing out of my qualified uh, range of thoughtfulness. But yeah, that helps a lot. And the sooner you confront that your problems are probably extremely common and everyone's going through the same thing, the it'll probably be better for you because you don't think it's you're the main character and you have unique struggles. But um, thank you for that message, Steve. And in terms of um, homesickness, I don't feel it honestly. Like... I have not felt it for a moment and that's not to disregard my home and make it um, not something like 
make it something to not be missed. But just what I have here is what I've needed for a long time. And I am indulging in it. And probably once that wears off. But I already have a flight booked to go back home. February 7th. So in, damn, like three weeks. I will see my mama and dada. And eat her food. But hey, I'm going to be real with you. I am Chef Boy RD out here. Yesterday, shrimp and bacon fettuccine Alfredo. You ever heard of that? I've made many things. I made yogurt marinated chicken breast on brown rice, roasted Brussels sprouts, carrots, and broccoli. Yeah. I've mastered the breakfast burrito. I've mastered the omelet. I've mastered the stir fry. Yeah, stir fry. The key to a good stir fry is a bit of honey. I try brown sugar. Brown sugar works too, but honey is kind of what you, I, I prefer the honey. Um, I mastered the iced coffee every morning. I've got a clean cup of joe for myself and it cost me like 20 cents. I get giddy just thinking about it. I just sit, I just finished one and I'm about to sip another. And this is me spiked on energy, by the way. I need you guys to know that. My last episode, I was more mellow, as Steve said, because I didn't have coffee. It was like 7 p.m. And I promised you guys a deadline. But now I'm planning ahead. This is me on coffee, man. I'm so mellow and... Oh, Claire's... Oh, Deadfish Saga just texted me. I got you, buddy. You know what? I'll send him a video right now. Dude, this is breaking the fourth wall. What's up, Deadfish Saga? I'm currently recording a podcast. And you're going to see this, and then you're going to see the video, and then you can put it all together. Isn't that beautiful? But yes, I'll send you a really here, here really soon. Thanks, Ben. And I still don't know what time zone he is, so I really hope you're not staying late or anything. And on that note, with the help of Deadfish Saga, we will have TikToks out again. We're going to have YouTube clips, this time much curated, much better, and uh, they'll be much worth watching. Wow, I just learned how to speak. Um, And maybe a couple YouTube shorts here and there and things like that. So make sure you're following the Clips channel and the TikTok, Out of Character Pod on TikTok. Um, But yeah, I really feel I am evolving. What's that lady say? Elevating and levitating or something. And I really want to spread the message of um, just like (laughs) taking it easy, being more simple, baby steps, things like that. (laughs) My self-help guru. I feel like I didn't elaborate on the Jordan Peterson lore, actually. Um, Let me finalize that thought. I do not watch. I do not consume his content anymore, primarily because I do not think it serves a purpose for me now. But at the time that I did see it, it really helped me uh, believe in myself that I can start at ground zero and begin to do things to better myself. Now, I do think uh, he associates with people that it's disappointing because I don't think I think he's too ignorant to realize that he's much better off not associating with in my opinion. Maybe it is um, articulate and malicious, but the dude is like, I watched this. And what killed me was I, I he recently went to Oxford and I watched his lecture there and he was genuinely insane there, like actually insane. And I also think social media 
destroyed him not because of like social media being bad for him but it's like he's also he's like a nerd deep down and he's living like the main character life so he doesn't he isn't practicing what he preaches anymore i don't know like i really try to critique him on apolitically as much as i can but it gets harder every day every passing hour um but yeah that's what i want to preach i really want to bring that because it's just uh it's so easy and it's so overlooked and it also it also is apparent in what i do like as i said my taste in women are very simple women like bro i saw his video of some girl was like it didn't even show her face it was just her voice and she was like i love sharks and this is why I love sharks. And I really want you guys to love sharks. And then she goes on a two minute tangent. For like. About sharks. And I'm blushing just talking about her. Because I fell in love. Like damn girl you like sharks that much. I want to love sharks that much. Dude let's make something happen. You know what I'm saying. So encourage people like that in your life. Encourage simple people. You do not need complex people. You do not need to put in, put your energy in anyone else. And that is not out of selfishness or um, thinking you are higher or more important than anyone else. It is just um, simple survival. That's it. If you want to survive, you cannot be doing favors to people who do or do not return them. And yeah, here's my little pep talk for you, pep talk for you guys. Um, I love you guys genuinely. Thank you guys for listening. Spread some love. And uh, I'll be seeing you guys with Aaron this Wednesday. See you guys. Bye-bye.